Hello and welcome to this audio recording for the weekly research roundup for research published between the 6th and 15th of November 2023. I'm Katrina Pears, the research correspondent for the Emmy Association. It's been another busy week for research. There have been 12 new ME-CFS studies and 24 new long COVID studies this week. We have highlighted one of the ME-CFS studies in more detail. Paper 4 looks into small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, SIBO. SIBO is defined as the presence of excess bacteria in the small intestine and is frequently implicated as the cause of chronic diarrhea and malabsorption. Patients with SIBO may suffer from unintentional weight loss, nutritional deficiencies and osteoporosis. Irritable bowel syndrome, IBS, is commonly found to be a comorbidity in ME-CFS and is reported to be present in 60% of patients with ME-CFS, while the presence of small bacteria overgrowth in IBS is approximately 40%. This study aimed to determine the presence of SIBO in patients with ME-CFS with and without IBS symptoms. The common test used to diagnose SIBO is a breath test. This is a non-invasive test that measures the amount of hydrogen or methane that is breathed out after drinking a mixture of glucose and water. A rapid rise in exhaled hydrogen or methane may indicate bacteria overgrowth in the small intestine. This study reviewed 479 MECFS patients that were referred for a hydrogen or methane breath test. The study found that SIBO is highly prevalent in patients with ME-CFS, with older age and a previous diagnosis of IBS being predictors of the increase in odds of a positive breath test. Further findings included, of the 479 patients studied, 367 completed a breath test with a usable result. Of the available data, the 367 patients 152, 41% had the positive SIBO breath test. 164, 45% had a negative SIBO breath test. And a further 78, or 21%, had an inconclusive result. In MECFS patients with a conclusive breast test result, further testing was conducted, with 48% testing positive for SIBO. And the diagnosis of IBS was present in 186 or 59%. There was no difference in the prevalence of IBS between the SIBO positive versus the SIBO negative group. Age, unknown rates and IBS diagnosis were all found to significantly predict increased odds of having a positive breath test. Surprisingly, taking proton pump inhibitors, PPI medication, which reduces stomach acid, was associated with decreased odds of the positive breast test. This medication has had prior implications as a possible risk factor of SIBO. Due to the high prevalence of IBS in the cohort and the association between IBS and SIBO, an analysis was performed excluding patients with an IBS diagnosis. When excluding patients with an IBS diagnosis, unknown race and TCA were associated with the increased odds of a positive breath test, while diarrhea, hypothyroidism, PPI, and naltrexone were all associated with decreased odds. 
This study was published in the American Journal of Gastroenterology. However, unfortunately, it's not a full-length paper, so we cannot fully analyse the interesting results that are presented in a large MECFS cohort. It would be interesting to know where such a large data set was collected from and the diagnostics criteria used. It should be noted, however, that the authors only used the um, chronic fatigue syndrome, or CFS, throughout the study, which previous experience has often shown us means a poorly defined cohort and knowledge. Nevertheless, in the information available, some interesting findings and interactions were investigated. Further research is needed to explore the mechanisms causing the overlap between MECFS, IBS, SIBO, which may help establish suitable therapies. Recently, in relation to this study, we have also seen research into the use of atriptyline doubling IBS improvement, which is blogged on our website, with the MEA having leaflets covering the use of atriptyline and irritable bowel syndrome and symptoms. In the long COVID reference section this week, paper 13 also explores what we know about post-COVID syndrome and IBS. Thank you for listening to this audio recording of the weekly research roundup. I shall be back next week with the next instalment.